The History Man with Terry Kringle. Hello. One of the forerunners of Manx Gas, the Douglas Gaslight Company, really had a bad time of things nearly 130 years ago. In the last decade of the 19th century, it was hit first by a potentially crippling strike by a large part of its workforce. And then, even worse, ten years later, it was hit by an explosion at the gas works which killed three men just before Christmas. We go back to the end of May 1889, when the 24 stokers at the gas works decided they wanted more pay. They had been getting increasingly restive for some time, and the day came when they decided to ask the directors for an increase. It wasn't an easy thing to do in the Isle of Man in Victorian times when jobs were not readily come by, and employers had the whip hand. But the men sent in a letter to the directors asking for an increase of sixpence a shift, which would have brought their weekly wage up to thirty-one shillings a week. Now, perhaps for fear of personal victimisation, the letter was unsigned. It was a time when men had no paid union official to act for them. But the message came back from the directors that they could not take any cognizance of such an anonymous communication. It was a poor excuse for avoiding the issue. But the directors did add that they thought the men were already paid quite enough. The men's answer, on Saturday, May the 27th, 1889, was to down tools, bringing the 24-hour operation of the gas works to a near standstill. The director's response was not a pleasant one. They sent off to Liverpool for men to come to Douglas and take over the strikers' jobs, and these men arrived on the boat the following Monday. It sounds, in the light of today's industrial relations, like a wholly disreputable thing to do, but apparently it was nothing new for Manx employers to act in this way when faced with discontent in their workplaces. When the strikers found out about this, they made it their business to go down to the Victoria Pier to meet the boat. There they confronted the strike-breakers and, according to newspaper reports, persuaded them to go back to Liverpool. It sounds as though they had threatened the Liverpool men with violence, but this was not the case. Once the Liverpool men found out that they were being brought in as strike-breakers, which they didn't know apparently, they agreed to go back. And it was the strikers who paid their fares, seeing them off on the boat on Monday evening. The director's bluff had now been called, and you have to acknowledge the courage of the strikers in acting as they did. But they knew that rumours were sweeping the town of Douglas that there was only enough stock of gas in reserve to provide two hours' supply. This was not in fact correct. There was, however, enough to maintain supply for a couple of days and nights. There were also other gas company employees who were not involved in the strike who could keep some supplies going in the event of a lengthy stoppage by the stokers, who were the men who kept the gas works fires burning. The directors decided they had to compromise. They offered the stokers thirty shillings a week, and this the men accepted even though it fell a little short of their demands. It would have been better if the directors had decided to do a deal in the first place. The stokers went back to work at ten o'clock on the evening of Tuesday, May the 30th. The strike had lasted four days, and I think it's fair to say that the men had been victorious. They certainly emerged with greater credit than the directors. The newspapers reported that the men had behaved in a quiet and exemplary manner throughout, 
and had made no attempt to try and persuade colleagues still working for the gas company to come out in sympathy with them. The Isle of Man examiner told its readers, The amicable termination of the dispute gives satisfaction on all sides and will allay the considerable anxiety which was felt in the town as a great loss and inconvenience might arise to the public by a prolonged strike at this season of the year. The end of May and the beginning of June would have seen the start of summer visitors coming to the Isle of Man in what was a new and profitable industry. It could well be that the strikers really picked their time to act, and this gave the day to them.